You are listening to Friends Next Door. Door. Okay. Three, two, one. Door. Door. Okay. No, no, no. no. Three, two, one. Door. Door. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Friends Next Door. This is Dan. This is Thomas. This is Mia. And boy, do we have a controversial episode for you today. Uh, okay, I've wanted to talk about <laughs> this topic for a long time. Don't know where to start, so we're just going to go right into it. So I guess I'm going to start by asking the question, um, should we just eliminate the term Asian? Jeez, <laughs> if you put it that <laughs> way, Jen, if that's how you're going to open this. Okay, not just an episode. Actually, let me backtrack a little bit. We, amongst ourselves, we talk about starting kind of like a series of podcast episodes, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we were going to call it the Asian Identity Series. Um, mm -hmm. Basically talking about our personal identity, um, and some other topics that some people like to talk in social media these days, like representation in the media and all that good stuff, right? So we figure that it doesn't take just one conversation to talk about our Asian identity. Um, and it's going to take multiple conversations. Um, and then we're, we basically decided, why don't we just start a series called Asian Identity Series? And then yeah. Dan comes in and be like, I don't like the term Asian in the first place. Yeah, Dan, Dan <laughs> before we even start the whole series, Dan's going to shut it down if we, if, we, if we decide to just get rid of the term Asian, right? Well, yeah. I'll tell you how that came about because, Mia, we met uh, four years, five years ago? Five I don't years? know. Five Ooh. years ago, right? I met you and Felicia and we were working on Off the Great Wall. And we have these conversations all the time. Uh, and I thought it was so, and I met Thomas around that time too. And I thought it was so interesting that, um, you, Thomas, me, Mia, Yi at the time, we all were, we had such different backgrounds. We were all Chinese. You're yep. Indonesian Chinese. We'll get into that later. Uh, Thomas was born here. I was born in China. And I thought this, everyone is so interesting. Every, you cannot define one person just random, just like with a blanket statement or stereotype. Um, and then years go by. And this year, I really found myself kind of being every time I said I that I identified myself as Asian or Asian American or whatever I just felt like this is not accurate I am why am I throwing this blanket term to to describe myself when when you say Asian there are so many ethnicities in Asia I'm sorry Russia is in Asia last time I checked so do you mean geographically speaking. geographically speaking? So then I thought, why don't this is something that I started doing when I got older, because when I was younger, there was no Internet. There was no Twitter. There was no, uh, you know, these mainstream new medias that were just trying to get eyeballs and doing all these posts about, you know, identity and race and all that. So when I was growing up, I just said, I'm Chinese. I didn't even say Chinese American. Because I'm just Chinese. I was born in China. That's my ethnicity. So if somebody said, what are you? I am Chinese. Until I got older and moved to New York, I started using the term Asian American because, uh, frankly, that's just what everybody used, and that's what the media used. And I kind of felt like this could also be very offensive to other people who are actually from Asia who don't identify as East Asian. And when I say East Asian, I mean uh, Japan, South Korea, and China. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Because if you're from the Philippines or Thailand, you're Southeast Asian or Indonesia, like you, you're Southeast Asian, right? So anyway, sorry for the long winded response, but that's kind of how um, I'm at it right now where I'm kind of sick of just throwing this Asian term around and to mean Asia, but really what people mean in America is East Asian when mm-hmm. they say Asian. So yeah. I want to let, maybe let's start there. Like, like, what do you guys think of the term Asian? and how it's evolved. So I don't necessarily take offense in the term Asian. I get why people use that, right? Because if, for example, just like if we have a group of friends, uh, we're Chinese, we have Korean friends, Japanese friends, then you refer to the group as like Asian, right? Um, And that's you know, you do need to have some common term to address this uh, kind of like various type of people. Um, and that's where the label comes in. And then, right. uh, but I, I do get what you're saying, Dan, although your, your response kind of surprised me at first. I'm like, what do you mean we can't use the term Asian because I am from Asia. So yes. that only makes sense to me. Um, but then I get what you're saying because as soon as you say the term Asian, especially here in America, people will automatically assume you're either Chinese, Japanese, or Korean. And then sometimes if you're outside of those three big groups, then you're like, I don't belong in that category. Mm -hmm. So I see the arguments on both sides, but I think uh, it's just important for people to really remember that there's a plethora of like Asian people, even within that one term, right? Mm -hmm. Even I don't, really necessarily identify myself as an Asian American because mm-hmm. I wasn't born here. I wasn't, I didn't grow up here, mm-hmm. um, but I'm somewhere in between. So uh, just like that term is a starting point, but then you got to go beyond that. That's just my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. When we refer to Asians, it really cuts out, let's say like South Asians, right? Like Indians and Pakistani folks. Mm-hmm. Right. And it is, it's meant to be an all-encompassing term, but it it has, you know, it has cut out some folks. And I, I think part of that where folks latch onto the Asian, quote unquote, Asian identity is that they don't have, like, they're looking for some commonality to latch onto. Mm-hmm. And then, so you're looking for commonalities amongst all the folks who are not, like, not white, not black, not Latino, et cetera, right? And so it's like, oh, so whatever is left, this is quote-unquote Asian right and I think that's part of how it came about right but then yeah uh, on top of that you kind of get this like superficial culture right like folks are identifying around boba as like oh that's Asian right Right. now boba is part of your identity it's 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 almost Uh, like it's it's almost similar to like how Californians identify with in and out like that's part of their identity like I will never no I can't say anything but um (laughs) What? <laughs> but then, but then, like, how come, like, uh, a mango? If you, how come we don't identify with mango lassies, or uh, I don't know, like yak butter tea? I've right? tried that. Those it's, those places are in thing. Asia. Yeah, you know when right. So it's like those are in Asia. Last time I checked, the the origins of those one is you know in uh, India, Bangladesh. Uh, Pakistan and the uh, in Middle Asia, I don't know, because uh, Southeast Asia is is between India and China, and then in in Mongolia, Tibet, the Himalayas, Burma, they drink tea with uh, you know not with boba, 
for mm-hmm. sure. They drink it with yak's milk or goat's milk or something. Yeah, it is not good. So, it's not good. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's good, right? But it's like, right, like you said, Thomas, um, how come how come boba is identified as like, oh, this is Asian American? But then the other people are like, wait, I'm Asian. I don't drink boba. So are you leaving me out of this? You know? Or what's going on here. So I think, I think a bunch of things has happened now, 2020, I feel like, um, back in 08 or 04 or whenever in the, in the later 2000, mid 2000s, there's, there's a lot of, because of social media, YouTube and everything, people began to see like, Oh, uh, there's this whole movement. Like I could belong to this movement. I feel like people don't understand me and I could belong to something, which I I'm all for. I'm not saying don't find commonality, but I think what it's evolved into now is deeply political. Be- mm-hmm. And even and this is the origin of it is actually it came from America because in back in the day, say like the Vietnam War uh, or even before that, you know, when when a lot of Chinese Americans or Japanese Americans were fighting for their rights and then Vietnamese Americans were fighting for their rights, they had to have a movement to get that. So eventually it just kind of became the Asian American movement. Like this, mm-hmm. this was a thing, right? So, but but then it's become, if you ask professors and everything, there's a great article we can link in in NPR where it's like, yeah, most people be, because of these movements, when they think of Asian, they just think of East Asian, mm-hmm. and now it's, I think, <laughs> now like it's just totally just become that when people say Asian America, they really just mean like East Asian America. So that's yeah. why I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. First, I think there's other people out there who belong to Asia the continent of Asia. Sorry, it's not a race. Asian is not a race. Okay. But they, but why is it that white is a race? Black is a race. And then people try to lump Asians into a race. That's, that's not how things work. That Asia is a continent. It's not a race. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm like, I'm so confused at this. Do you think it has something to do with, uh, let's, like like for east asians like east asian countries like china korea south korea japan like they become economic and cultural powerhouses right so do you think that zach this is not rhetorical like do you feel like that has something to do with that right like in terms of like those countries have been the ones to kind of lead the way in terms of determining you know asian culture right right they're kind of like at the forefront of like well yeah because like in the sense of like a lot of like a lot of immigrants have come from those countries right and settled in parts mm-hmm. of america and so like as that generation grows up partially us right like we're kind of figuring out what that culture looks for us here right and so if you're chinese if you're japanese if you're korean you're going to you're going to you're going to look for things that you can like grasp onto as, as part of your cultural identity and and so if there's going to be more of you and and if you're more of a cultural if you're that country is more of a cultural powerhouse then it, it's like it, it's going to be latched onto it maybe but i also think that um like for example when i think of like japanese americans or immigrants or uh yeah like expats or whatever i i i feel like a lot of japanese people i know they're they're not in they're not so much into um finding like a like an identifier or a commonality or even really being in politics i think a lot of japanese people i know they come here um they op- you know they do they open a great restaurant uh like 
and they do it really well and they're they're fine with that or they have like a store or like i'm talking about immigrants right uh, and then their kids um like i don't i see mostly it's it's driven this this commonality trait is driven by chinese americans to an extent uh korean americans but really like chinese americans are are at the forefront of this that's why i'm i'm chinese american so i'm like oh okay um wait guys hold on a sec everybody's making a lot of noise and we're throwing out a lot of things but are we losing are we sort of missing the point here that's kind of what i'm trying to get at I think there's two layers to what you're saying here, Dan. I, I think um, there's the part where we're like, you know, as an immigrant in in a country like in America where we're a minority, um, of course you're going to f- try to find your quote unquote own people, right? To to have mm-hmm. that sense of like belong uh, or, or like you belong to like this group of people. Mm-hmm. And as human beings, I think it's only normal for us to do that. Right. Um, but I think there's another layer to it where you're saying that some this can sometimes become politicized. Yes. And I don't think we're going to touch that. I think we're just going to touch where we're like how we define our own identity. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, how that affects the, uh, you know, the movement um, in a broader sense. Right. We can debate that all day long. But then I think we, if we can just focus on what we can do coming from us personally, how we define our own self or how do we define our own identity? Because, you know, like we talked about this before, even within the three of us, we're all Chinese, but we have such different backgrounds. So even within the three of us, like the small circle of friends, we're all so different, even though we're all Chinese. So I think that's what makes it interesting. And I think that's what I want to explore personally. I totally agree. And that's kind of, I guess that's my overarching point is when we start to just generalize ourselves um, for the reason of, you know, feeling inclusive, we lose that very part of ourselves mm-hmm. that makes us super unique. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think that's great. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, I'd love to, you know, talk about what makes you guys, you know, um, unique and also yeah. what you you define how you define yourselves and your experiences and in, in america goes, yeah for sure and i think this you know we can argue that this goes beyond just like us being asians because every one of us is always trying to figure ourselves out right i remember right. back in like this was probably back in middle school we went on a school trip and uh, it was like a retreat of some sort and the theme of that trip was like who are you? Because we're at that age of like trying to uh, uh, basically come to grip with like who we are and yeah. as a person. So you, that was the at, big theme. Mia, you were at school in Indo, right? At the point, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that is a question that every one of us keeps asking and, and to also find a sense of like purpose in this life. So, and that comes from multiple places. I think it comes from like, your upbringing, the way mm-hmm. you're educated by your parents, um, you know, your friends when you go to school. And also there's uh, popular culture, right? Because you see that, whether you like it or not, have an impact on you. Right. Mm-hmm. And did, so, yeah, go on. Did you, did either of you ever feel at some point or multiple points growing up here, going to school, that you had to choose between assimilating to the culture or whatever it was or holding on to a part of your 
your your own culture, like your own ethnicity. Does that make sense? Like, did you ever feel like, okay, uh, yeah, I want to be more this or more like this, like as in like the two cultures? Mm. I I so personally, I don't think I felt that way. Mm. Like, I'm very unfamiliar with a lot of American pop culture and music and everything. I mm-hmm. think um, growing up, I spent a lot of time. Like, I think personally, I think I just did what I w- what I felt interested in. Like, I was into uh, like gaming american games and things like that mm-hmm. um and f- let's say for like tv I, I actually spent a lot of time watching chinese period dramas mm, interesting mm-hmm. and yeah like that can like I, I i think that's part i mean that could be why i have so little to talk with talk about with people because i i don't know what they're interested in but anyway um no but i i remember growing up uh, like a lot of a lot of kids my age they 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 went through a phase of rejecting their like Mm. Chinese or Asian identity and they just Mm. wanted to be do like American like American things right right Mm -hmm. Right. and so personally I never had that face I had that face (laughs) (laughs) yeah I had that face when I was in Indonesia because when you're at that age you're you're young right so you just want to be accepted by your friends um and I remember back then I just didn't want to be Chinese because you know, my I had I had gone to a school where the majority of the students were like not Chinese Indonesians, and so I was like, no, I don't want to learn Chinese, and I don't want to I don't want my friends to know that I'm watching like Hong Kong movies <laughs> <laughs> that I idolize. It's like what was it F four? No, big I don't know. I forgot. But like there was like four main uh, actors or something that yeah oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the, the I've heard I've heard of them. I don't want to let them know that four I handsome to like dudes. Chinese songs. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So I think I one of them was like face. Andy Lau, right? Yeah, and yeah, Leon yeah. Lai. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We just completely dated ourselves. Oh, man. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I basically went through that phase. But then coming here to the States where I'm, again, a minority, um, like I didn't grow up in this uh, culture. I didn't go to school in the States, at least not until college anyway. So I didn't grow up watching the same things as other people did. Mm-hmm. But this time, because I'm more mature at this stage of my life, I mm-hmm. I, I feel okay with it. I, I yeah. acknowledge that I'm different in that way. Um, but I also kind of take pride in like how I am different. Yeah. I so think, go- okay, so we're all kind of in the same boat in terms of like, kind of just being our own selves and discovering our own selves. And the reason I ask, because I do know a lot of Chinese friends who grew up the opposite, which is they felt um, like when they were being made fun of, they felt the need to either reject or reject their Chinese-ness in order to feel a part of the group. So Mm -hmm. it's a self-preservation thing. And also you want to enjoy your life. You don't want to be made fun of all the time, right? Um, And I think that has a lot to do with your parents because we all come from different backgrounds. Tom, Thomas, actually, this is so funny, right? Because I didn't know that your parents owned a, a, was it a oh. food? Tr- oh, what was chestnut, it? Chestnut stand. Ch- or chestnut okay, business. Gonna, Roasted chestnuts. <laughs> okay. I was going to say food truck, but this is basically like a food, food truck. Food trucks didn't right? exist back then, probably. No, right? no this is right. pre-food this, truck. This, so, okay. So t- actually you had the ingredients of a lot of my friends who grew up, like, let's say their parents own a restaurant or a dry cleaning business, and mm-hmm. they could not go do baseball after school because they have to go work in their parents' business, which you actually also had to do. Mm-hmm. But you were like, 
that's cool. I'm just going to do my own. Like, so when you say you didn't feel like you, re- you know, you, you felt like you had to reject your, you know, cultural background. I thought, I thought that was super interesting. Cause yeah. to, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, so I had it. So I had to do that up until I think seventh grade. And then that was, mm-hmm. a, that was, that was around the time when my parents finally let, let me either go hang out with friends like mm. for like long periods or like, uh, allow me to stay at home by myself mm. and but even then it was just like i would just watch whatever i thought was interesting there was mm. there was never a thought of like oh i have to do something to uh fit assimilate, in to fit in or mm. to assimilate to some kind of culture or identity like right. yeah I, I like saturday like american cartoons or power rangers or whatever or like i like yeah. my chinese period dramas i'll just watch that too right. and i think one of the things i distinctly remember growing up that i really hated was that whenever i went back to china as a child mm. Mm. Uh, like my parents, uh, or just like my family, would always be like, uh, "Do you like it? Do you like China more, or do you like America more?" <laughs> oh, that was one of those. That was one of those, you know, shitty questions, like terrible questions that had. There's no winning to right because yeah, if you were, yeah. if you said you like China more, it's like, oh, why don't you just stay here? If you said, if you like, if you said you like America more, it's like, oh, why do you even bother coming back then? And then, yeah. like, imagine trying to answer this from the ages of like six to ten. It was wow. just like. Like eventually, I just gave like really, like you know, non-secretary answers. I was like, no, I would rather I would rather be on the moon or on Mars or something <laughs> instead. It was just like avoiding it is the easiest. Yeah, it's like you give me yeah. an asshole question, I'll give you an asshole answer kind of deal. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. So in terms of identity, it's like it wasn't something I gave a particular thought to. I mm-hmm. but I think after college, I think one of the things I I did try to grasp was trying to learn how to cook more Chinese food. Mm, mm-hmm. And I, and I, and I, looking back, that was one of the things that I, that I tried to do. So like I bought myself yeah. a walk and everything and like try yeah. to learn walk surf frying, which is to all the listeners out there, it's a futile effort if you're on a home stove because you do not get enough heat to do anything <laughs> with a walk. Solid tip. Solid tip. Although I do feel like those home cooks who use the walk are like, Thomas, I already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I actually had a different, a slightly different thing that, that was a struggle for me, not a struggle, but um, that, that kind of affected me. So when I was growing up, kind of like you, Thomas, I actually was really into tons of quote unquote Chinese things. So first of all, from a young ki- young age, my grandfather uh, raised me because my parents had to come to America first. And my grandfather was was a singer, a teacher, an artist, a sculptor, like he was in the arts, right? So my first lessons were ch- Chinese brush painting, like when I was a kid. Mm. Um, so I and, I, and I had the art gene for my mom. My mom's an artist. So I loved Chinese brush painting. I loved Chinese calligraphy. You know, at the same time, I'm going to school in America and I was exposed to, you know, Western guitar and sports. And I love those. So I, I, I just grew up doing both and I didn't care. Uh, and no one ever made me choose one or the other, you know. But when I got older, and I'm, I'm talking about much older. So my, my identity has already been formed. So this is like in my 20s. I first met people, other Chinese people, who were like, oh, why are you so white? And I got really... <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? You know, and then and then in the media, you, I started seeing all these terms like whitewash. They're like mm. these Asians. Like, and, and it's not just Chinese people. There's 
this happens to everybody of every race, right? They'll, they'll say, other people will say, oh, you're not Chinese enough, or you're not white enough, or why are yeah. you trying to be white? Why? And, I, and so my, my whole thing became like, and even to now, I'm like, how, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because first of all, what are you talking about? Are you talking about white Europeans? Are you talking about white America? Even within white America, are you talking about somebody from the South, from the West, from the Midwest? Are you talking about middle income, low income? High? Like, how can you... <laughs> who have no, who has no idea because the thing is I've met a lot of people in my life. I've traveled, I've met lots of Asians and that's how I can speak on this. I met I've friends from every walks of life from every, uh, I've rich friends, I've poor friends, I've medium friends, I've friends from every color. Okay. Every race. So I'm like, how, how can you generalize that? And yeah. what does it mean to be white? So I'm usually, not eight, you know what I mean? Usually Janet, people who say sorry, that, are the ones who don't live in the States or the ones who are probably living in the States, but they're like kind of sticking to their own, you know, wait, Dan, in in high school or college, did, did, did you have folks calling you or others like a banana or a Twinkie? (laughs) No. And I'll tell you why I wasn't called that until after college. And I'll tell you why, because I was the only, there was, my high school was 2,000 people, half minorities, but there were half black and Hispanic and half white. Chinese people, eight, let's say South Asians, there was virtually no Indians, Kazakhs, uh, Middle East, very few Middle Eastern. There were a few Chinese people, and I was one of the 10, like out of 2,000, or maybe like, like 100. So no, I was just... Dan, Dan's Chinese. Dan knows, Dan knows how to play the piano. Dan eats Chinese food. He smells like rice. <laughs> yeah, I got that. Because <laughs> my because we made rice in my house all the time. I know exactly what that smells like. Oh, my God. I didn't know the rice smell existed until I walked into someone else's house. But keep in <laughs> mind, I didn't have a Chinese friend in high school because there were very few of them. Mm. In fact, the Koreans went back to Korea. Mm. And I, I now follow them on Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, they were exchange students. There were two of them, three of them, actually. They all left. <laughs> there were, there were, and then the other were Chinese Americans. There was like a few of them. Wait, so you who know? are these people who are asking, who are telling you that you're in, in whitewashed? It, until I got to New York. Oh my gosh. A lot. Oh my. Oh, I'm not going <laughs> to, you might, uh, there's a lot. A lot. No, I'm, I'm, I'm only you. asking because yeah. uh, I get similar statements being yeah. thrown at me for being too americanized that is ridiculous and not you're like, not even american i know you're, that's what i'm saying i'm like, like somewhere I mean, in the national, middle i fit national in, wise <laughs> i'm like i don't fit in anywhere like yeah. in a in that sense because i'm not an american but i'm way too american for the indonesians right do you, do you feel like that's an observation or something that's like kind of there's like an implication of how you should behave there is an, well, of course, there's or like both. this culture of like, for example, if we were to generalize, right, mm-hmm. um, there's like a culture of a collectivism in Asia or in mm-hmm. Indonesia, right? Mm-hmm. But then here in America, people are all more about the individuals. Right. And so it, it affects the way you think. And so, you know, I think it is an observation based on that. And of course, there's a certain expectation of how you're supposed to behave or how people are supposed to behave um, in a given situation. So there's, both yeah oh dan so to earlier it's like why i asked about banana and tweaking it was like yeah. i remember because 
in high school, I got called that a lot, actually. Right. Okay. By, by other Asian students. That's or, so interesting. And because that was a time when it was like, so I went, I grew up in um, Lafayette, California. It's a very, it's a rich white town, basically. And my high school basically only had a handful of like a small handful of Asian students. And mm -hmm. we basically all knew each other. And there was like a certain way that you had to act or something like that to be quote unquote Asian. And apparently I didn't fit that. So then I got called. Can you give banana. an example? I don't even, I honestly, I don't even know what I did to, 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 to be called that. Like but I you was, see when you tell me that, that's why it gets my blood boiling because <laughs> this is what's happening right now. Like what you, what you're going through and what I went through, it's like, I now, uh, I, I'm unapologetically me. In fact, if, if somebody wanted to throw down, I dare them to throw down because I know more about being Chinese and American than Americans and Chinese people because of my upbringing, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm mm -hmm. like, don't even go there mm -hmm. because I will put you in your place. So, but, <laughs> but this is the thing like now, and, and I don't come off as like that. I come off as a really nice guy, but. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Dan I, is I, super nice. One of the like, friendliest people. I know. Thank but you. Once the moon and, comes out. But once, no, once you, you provoke me with, with certain, certain things, most of the time I don't get provoked. I don't, I if could you care push less. the wrong buttons with yeah. Dan. Yeah. But, but <laughs> also, but yeah, also, I didn't even know what a banana and Twinkie was until high school. Like that. Oh, that but that's obvious, just, right? Just imagine just... a Twinkie. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> look I mean, at the color it's, of the Twinkie. It's, it's obvious in retrospect, but yeah. I was like, why are you calling me a banana? Oh, that's a, that's yeah, a fruit. Yeah. And there's yeah. also an egg. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, there's also an egg. Which is the opposite. The other way around. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And it, yeah, I, I think I was just like, well, how am I supposed to behave then? Like to be quote unquote Asian. It's like, well, so, I mean, I don't think it's like, I eat I what think I it's eat a and spectrum then of like the level of your quote unquote Asianness. I think it is a spectrum. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to that. And I don't think, you know, putting everything, especially things like these in black and white terms are just asking for trouble because, you know, nuances is all there, you know, where it's at. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, for sure. Exactly. So, yeah. But, in, in, but it's to me, the irony is in that one statement, you're actually generalizing two cultures one is that you're generalizing <laughs> that asian is a culture and it's not mm -hmm. and you're generalizing that white is a culture and it's not <laughs> okay like yeah uh, where you're from like china there is chinese culture and within chinese culture there's a million other subcultures uh, yes. and ethnicities within just yes. being chinese Indo indonesia is one with chinese indonesians chinese indonesians other people, right? And, and in America, black, white, Hispanic, Chinese, Korean, you, there's so many different backgrounds that people come from. And that's I'm just where so I'm used like, to people not knowing, one, where mm -hmm. Indonesia is. And then to throw in like, I'm Chinese Indonesian, they're all kinds of confused. And then they'll, <laughs> they'll be like, oh, you're, wait, how, how's your family back in Malaysia? I'm like, Indonesia. Indonesia? <laughs> oh, oh, man. It happens gonna... all the freaking time. Me yeah, when I last met you, I, could not tell the difference between <laughs> there you go like and i didn't want to be offensive so i was always like uh. see if i if i'm somebody who gets easily offended by that yeah. we would not be friends right now right right. <laughs> right so i mean to me i get where you're coming from and yeah. i get where you're saying but to me it's because i get it all the time i just treat it as a conversation starter let Same. me tell you about let where i'm from 
here's another quote unquote hot take. It's okay to be offensive if you're if you really don't like what I sometimes people are like, no, it's not okay to be ignorant. Oh, oh, really? So so people just need to be uh completely like reading people's minds all the time. Like it is impossible for somebody to know anything and everything there is to know under the sun. It's unreasonable to expect people to know what you know. Right. That's a good point. Right. And so, and then, but you know, nowadays it's like, oh, well, there's so much information out there. I'm sorry. I don't expect anyone to be Googling what is Chinese or Asian during their uh, like free time. Like, I'm sorry. I don't, it's, and it's not my place to tell you to do that. So I love it when people are asking, what are you? Yeah. I love, you know, a lot of, cause yeah. nowadays the trend is if you're, if you're, if you're ethnic, if you're a minority, people always get offended. Like, they don't even know the difference between Chinese and Korean. How would they know? They're not from there. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Right. How would they know? So, yeah. It, it, you know, so, it, so anyway, so my, my whole thing is now like when, I, and I thought, I thought back and my, obviously my mom had a huge role in this. So my mom never, she only cared about one thing. She literally, she ne- was never like, you need to assimilate. Mm. Uh, or you need to be more Chinese. You need to be more quote unquote white or whatever. She, she didn't care. The only thing she raised me to do when I was growing up is one, to be a good person, to have mm-hmm. morals and ethics. And fortunately, a lot of chi- traditional Chinese values are included in that. It just so happens that I'm Chinese and part of being Chinese, you're when you're growing up, you're taught to um, like Chinese, traditional Chinese culture is like, uh, be polite, have morals, have ethics. Um, you should also be, you know, you, their Chinese people are very p- restraint of, um, like they're not overly emotional on the, on the outside. Filial um, piety, filial piety, respect, mm-hmm. respect for elders. These are things like if, if at some point growing up, man, like respecting elders somehow, Nobody in America right now, if you're a millennial, respects their elders. That's not even a Chinese Western thing. That's like a everything, you know, or Gen <laughs> Z or whatever. And I'm super proud that growing up, I was taught to respect my elders. Do you okay. sometimes feel slighted as an elderly man? <laughs> I'm getting there. Oh, I'm getting there. I mean, I'm almost 40. So I feel like these young people better respect me. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I, I feel the same way. So I think like... Um, there's a lot of things going on in the world today, of course, like that's obvious, but then I think, um, and I, I feel like I can speak to, for a lot of people where we're just like tired of seeing some crazy things happening out there, but then the best thing we can do is, you know, try to control what we can control, uh, from within ourselves. Right. But then it's like, almost like having high expectation on yourself, but then you can't have. You, you, you're supposed to have just a low expectation on other people in terms of like what they do. And, and if, because if you have such a high expectation of like, you're supposed to know my whole story, then there's always a disconnect. And then that will always lead to disappointment and like, just like frustration in general. Yeah. What's yeah. always baffled me is that like the conventional advice for, you know, let's say uh, managing your mood or not even anger management, just like managing your mood or like how to be an uplifting, positive person, whatever. It's just like, you should never let other people's actions get to you. Mm-hmm. But now in today's age, it's just like, oh, anything someone else can do is be, is considered 
some sort of offense or quote unquote microaggression, right? Just like mm-hmm. asking what mm-hmm. kind of Asian are you mm. is considered offensive because you're con- you're quote unquote being othered, right? And it's like, well, uh, at some point you have to take responsibility for your own like responses. Like there's things that you can do. You can't control what others do, but you can control how you respond to it, right? Right. That's a good point. Totally agree. How do we how do we go from Asian personal identity to managing anger? Because we're taught because this topic is it's like it's hard. <laughs> it's anger to, inducing topic. <laughs> yeah, like it, I think obviously this is an ongoing conversation mm-hmm. because there's so many so many things rolled up in it. Um, so a- anyway, so I guess you know I talked a little bit about my identity. You know, it's really helped shaped by my mother who. Um, again, was really just all about being the best person you can, like the a good person. And also because she had a lot of traditional Chinese values, actually, which is rooted in spiritual beliefs, she mm. was able to impart those to me. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was able to have like another level and not just like what society thought was good. But it's you interesting know? how you were able to kind of digest those teachings when you were mm-hmm. younger because yeah. my mom tried to instill the same principles in me when I was young, but then I was I was like rejecting that, right? Because I'm like, I don't like being Chinese. I don't like being pointed out that I'm mm. different. So mm. I try to reject all that, not until I, maybe this is post-college, not until even until like a few years like recently, um, mm-hmm. in the recent few years, I can't even speak, but like not until then was I was able to like kind of own my identity and then be proud of my Chinese, mm. you know, heritage. Right. Um, and then realize that there's so much in that culture that I can learn from. Absolutely. Man, it was, it's like Chinese, traditional Chinese culture is badass. <laughs> it is what like the true traditional Chinese culture, when you actually learn what it is, it's actually what a lot of other cultures try to emulate and bring like the principles because it's five, it's at least 5,000 years old. You know, it's, it's been around the globe for centuries. And some of those, some of those valleys are actually universal. values. uh, Of course, of course. So like, yeah, like, and kind of going way back to what Thomas is saying, like, um, you know, when we think of uh, even, even back to some of the YouTube videos we made, you know, it's like, obviously, you know, we want to, get viewers and have fun and, you know, have topics that are, you know, like things you would do Chinese New Year, how to tell your parents are Asian. Yeah. You know, like that's when you fall into a box. That's yeah. (laughs) Like we, you know, but okay. Like I think to an extent it's okay. Yeah. But you gotta be careful because the other alternative now is like, let's say, let's say a movie comes out and it, and it's an Asian source, but there's no, or Chinese source, but there's no, um, maybe like not all the cast is Chinese and then it's like an uproar or it's like an all Chinese cast movie. And then people are, people immediately are like trying to dissect it and be like, is this representative? I'm like, yo, just watch the movie, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When we were talking about that movie the other day, uh, the farewell, right. Um, it's a great movie. I think, I mean, I could relate to it. (laughs) <laughs> and who cares that it's am, all Chinese cast and not all Chinese cast? It's yeah, but universal I also understand, values, right? Yeah, but also I understand that's not everybody else's story. And then you can yeah. tell you can only tell so much in a single movie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that that so, film yeah. was great because so my my uh, my family in China is also in the northeast area, which is where mm. the movie took mm. place in. Mm. And then so like you know the scenes of the hotel and like all the parts where it's just like the the less glamorous parts was like so on point. Yeah, 
that was mm. interesting to see in a movie, actually, because you never really see that. Yeah, because usually the you know the Chinese you government the has under glamour. under wraps, you know, extremely tight wraps. <laughs> yeah, they're not gonna <laughs> let you see it. Yeah, but also it's just like I, so I, I haven't seen Crazy Rich Asians yet, yeah. and I also feel just like I feel very little incentive to like I'm not gonna watch a film just because it's got an Asian cast and everything. Like, I watched it. It, it feels like a <laughs> wrong reason to watch it. Oh, uh, but, but yeah. It, you know what though a lot of this is what we're talking about a lot of people like let's support it's fine like if you want right. to watch it because there's asians chinese people in there great like i'm not gonna fault you for that you know but i then actually just the same, love you know? it because i i read the books and right. i was gravitated towards the book just because they have singaporean characters and they speak in mm -hmm. singlish and so that's the closest to like you know Southeast Asian culture representation yeah. you can get. Um, right. That's why I was excited about it. Yeah, I, I mean, for for you, I think it's different. And but like, I think the general consensus, like, oh my god, it's it's a you know, it's a you know Asian American leading or just like Asian or Asian American leading cast, um, and it's presenting Asians in a much different light than say like in like where they're usually the side character or something like that. Uh, and then the story is fully about you know. Asians and it's just like I just I just so I just don't I don't know I'm not I, I don't feel it because because you feel like the essence is not what's making people drawn to it it's the other stuff the the social yeah. I don't know what you would describe it right yeah like, like you know com compared to the farewell it was like it was it was very like it wasn't even marketed as as much as crazy rich Asian Asians right but right. it's just such a well done film and it's like it's about at the core of it it's about family right yeah and then and it it does speak to the Asian American experience but at, like greater is like it speaks to the immigrant experience right did you ugly cry no, there's only one. Film Be honest. Ever, no, I did not. There's only one film I've ever cried in. It was not. The oh, well, what was it? What was it? Uh, it was uh, along with the gods. I've never heard. It. Was it? Wait, a Chinese what? Movie? That's a Korean movie. Yeah, that Korean oh, film. Interesting. Yeah, Why yeah, did you ugly? It. Oh, oh, okay. I remember the yeah, first one. Hey, hey, yeah, hey! You don't have. The one. You don't have to <laughs> ugly cry, Mia. You could. You could like. Uh, cool cry. I don't know. Could, oh, there's no, no such thing no, I was, as I, cool crying. So I, I usually, I don't cry in films. And I was sitting next to Felicia, and that yeah. we watched that together. And then I was like, oh my god, do not cry, do not let her, and do not let oh, her know you're hilarious. crying. I was just like, ah, ah, ah. and then it was just, I was like, trying not to sleep Wait, or anything. Right. I might have to watch that because I'm, I'm a heavy crier in, in most. <laughs> I will cry multiple times. I've cried at cartoons. I cry like it's disgusting how it's a, easily I cry at movies, but then some movies I don't. I'm just like, eh, it's eh. a great film. It's, what it's very usually about makes family. you cry? That oh, there it goodness, is. Because man. to me, if it's yeah. about family, then yeah. I would like. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that doesn't. Yeah. So what makes you cry? Make typically, cry. Uh, like love. Oh damn! Like sappy crap. Like, oh my uh, God. like, uh, man, like, like, or, or, uh, sacrifice, you know, like being noble, like, you know, obviously Lion King, you know, like Lion King <laughs> eyes bawling, uh, Armageddon, you know, when Wait, the father, Armageddon? if you see, this is what I'm talking about here. If you don't cry in Armageddon, you have no heart. I have no heart. All right. Yo, I did Dan, not cry. Dan, in Armageddon. Oh let us, Goodness. let us watch Armageddon the next time we all get together. No, because no fail every time. I watched that movie probably once a year and at towards there's three moments, three moments where you're like, <laughs> <laughs> still, oh, dude, 
that and, and I love little... it because see, this is what makes us all different, you know. It's like you know, he never cries in movies, ever. I'm like, do really? A, do you not have a heart? Do you not have a heart? <laughs> you know, like Mufasa dies. Yeah, all right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, we, we kind of got sidetracked. Sorry, guys, but that's okay because we're still talking about identity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then like. <laughs> I but like it's... I said, at the top of this podcast yeah. or, or at the top of this episode, we're not going to finish talking about this in one episode. Exactly. So this is where we're going to start, you know, and mm -hmm. identity and yeah. how we talk about our own identity. Um, but, yeah, we can always talk about other things in the future. But also, totally let us know agree. if you have any comments and questions about this topic that you want to hear about specifically. Yes. <laughs> Please. Wait, also, we want to hear stories because that's the whole point of this episode, right? Because we want to highlight <laughs> the differences within this group, the so-called like Asian group. Yeah. So send us your story, guys. Mia, so you did cry in The Farewell? That's a, that's a, that's a crying movie? I forgot. Mm. Um, I? Did I? Did I cry? Uh, I, I might have. Yeah, I think so. Because mm. it has like that family elements Element. to it mm. and then like how they went back to china wait mm. we all watched it right i have not seen it i've oh, wait, watched it so she told me all about it oh <laughs> i watch it with ye <laughs> she loved yeah she loved it she came back yeah. she's like damn yeah because we can relate like, so much yeah. to it because we mm. like obviously lived in the states for so long and then mm. we live apart from our family from right. our parents and then so when they go back for a wedding they're just like yeah, and I was like, I could relate to that so much. Yeah, I mean, you should really be on. I mean, you somebody like she went, she was born in China, not even China. She was born in Japan, uh, went to America for a few years, went back to China for a few years, then went back to mm -hmm. America. And it's like, she's like, what am I? Because I, I yeah. when I first met her, I'm like, dude, what are you? You're not are you, like, where do what do you identify? And she's like, I don't know. I'm just I don't, me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just either. me. And then every no. time you go back, every time I go back home to Indonesia, and this this doesn't happen that often anymore, but there's always that conversation that happens where hmm. they're they're asking you to choose, you know, do you want like to live in the states? Like, do you think the states is better? Yeah, kind of yeah. like that. <laughs> and I was like, if you don't think it is, like, why do you send your kids to America? And that hmm. very conversation happened in the movie. So I was like, ah, flat yes! news, news flash. It is better in America. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. And on that note, we're going to end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We had fun recording it. But yeah, send us um, some emails about what you think. And then we will see you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.